Welcome to Patch Notes. My name is Trevor Strunk, Eaglebond on Twitter, and I'm here as always with uh, John Angry Guy Bernhard. Um, Angry Bird. The bird is Angry part of the Guy brand. Birdhard. Bird, bird, Birdman. Well, you know what? Um, we'll workshop it. Um, workshop it. How you been doing? I've been all right. It's been, um, I don't know, politics are really ramping up. Yeah, not um, in a good way. Not in a, well, I mean, never, never in a good way. But, you what know, if they did in a good way? We are we uh, for the record. We are recording this on the last night of the Democratic National Convention, which has been hell. Um, yeah, honestly, if this one comes out late and we're reminding you about the Democratic National Convention, I'm so sorry. No, yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll still be going on. It does not seem <laughs> like uh, like time has any meaning anymore. I can't wait until. All the uh, all the dead Republicans uh, rise from their graves and uh, and start speaking. Yep. Horrible. Um, or, or you know, just you know, they start inviting the the Trump guys early because we all know that the the Trump um, officials are going to be the guests at the uh, DNC in twelve years or so. Yep, that's right. Donald Trump talking about norms. No, it'll be Stephen Miller. Um, he'll have been rehabilitated. Uh, turns uh-huh. out he. Uh, he, you know, he only disliked the poor people. Is, Not, is what it'll get out to. It wasn't. It, it wasn't, wasn't about. It wasn't about uh, immigrants. It was about poor people. Yeah. Come on. Um, now I'm just uh. making myself angry. All right, let's get it rolling. This is actually a funny week. Okay. Uh, so shoot, what's going on? All right. So first off, uh, Halo Infinite was delayed. This is actually slightly old news since we uh, didn't record last week. Um, this was announced. I want to say uh, two Tuesdays ago. Okay. Or something like that. Um, and basically, what it came down to was uh, everyone sort of noticed. We talked about this on the on uh, our last patch notes because this came about a week after the Microsoft showcase. Uh, where Halo Infinite's gameplay was really first shown off for the first time, uh, everyone seemed to yeah. note that um, maybe it didn't look like it sh- it was where it should be. Yeah, I, I remember sort of the the approach being or the uh, the the response being something like, "Huh, this kind of just looks like a uh, kind of looks like last gen." Looks like a remaster is what some people said. Like if uh, someone was remaking Halo One for the Xbox uh, One. Uh, yeah, the current one's the Xbox One. The next one's the Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. See, this is why I li- I've said this before. This is why I like PlayStation. Numbers they increase over time. They get bigger over time, like numbers are supposed to in video games. I'm a very you, simple person. You have always said that you are grateful for PlayStation for numbers. Yes. Um, um. So yeah, this one's the Xbox One. Next one's the Xbox Series X. Either way, it's delayed. Um. The the new information we sort of got this week is this report out of. Um, my link is to sci-fi.com. Great. Like the te- television show. Like Excellent apparently link. They're running like nerd verticals now. I didn't know about this. Hmm. Um, anyway, uh, they're quoting another site. <sighs> okay, so we've sort of run out of names to give things, new brands. Uh-huh. You know, like, I like uh, where we're a going long with time this. ago. Here is... Um, the Sci-Fi Wire quotes a new report from Thurot, T-H-U-R-R-O-T-T. Uh, I don't like it. Which, 
sounds like it could be a, a sci-fi alien, could be some really it sound, it gross sounds very porny sex to thing. Me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sh- I'm sure if I googled it, it, I'd find it some like tech jargon thing. Um, yeah, possibly misspelled. So Google we love not Um. But uh, apparently, there's welcome a report- to new sponsor oh. Thrut. <laughs> there's a there's a report coming out of there that the reason one of the reasons it's delayed is because the creative leads and the studio execs at three four three studios have been spending too much time on the television series. There is oh, a Halo. Well. There's a Halo TV show coming out from Showtime with uh, Pablo Schreiber, I believe his name is Nick. Okay. Nick from The Wire season two is where I know him, but he's been, oh okay, yeah, that's, he's been he's, in like he's all right. ten thousand yeah, things since then. He's like now actually a big name. Yeah, he's a go-to. People um, love getting that guy. I mean, he's very tall, which is why he's playing Master Chief. Uh, I assume that Master Chief a name. woman? No, jo- his oh, name his name's like John Spartan or something. Oh, um, mm. Master Chief is is definitely a man. Uh, I kind of wish has, Master Chief was a woman after there, there, that. But there okay. have been there have been you have played as female Spartans th- at some points throughout the series. John uh, Spartan. Uh, I mean, it might not be John. I, I've I'm, always just called him John Master Chief. It is absolutely John Spartan. Please, please never uh, go against that. So uh, it's John. Me... Okay, it's better. John Dash One One Seven is his name. Oh God. Um, not John Spartan. Spartan is what they are. Like that's their. I guess John one one seven would be is worse. Yeah. Well. Um, anyway, go ahead. So this is a TV show that's happening yeah. That definitely people are super super like way way more invested in than uh, the upcoming release of the new Halo video game. We just need more TV. Uh, yeah, so here, I'll just read directly from the Sci-Fi Wire article. Uh, Thurot cites an unnamed insider who claims that production of the show has been a significant distraction for the top brass at 343 Industries, taking up valuable bandwidth that could have been used on the upcoming game. The series oh, is already good. a massive money sink, reportedly spending around $4 million an episode before production <laughs> was halted by the pandemic. Good, um, good God. How, like, what would you have to do to make that up? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I f- four frankly, million an episode. That's a, we we always talk shit about these uh, television shows for not having good CGI. You need I love good CGI. Uh, well, <laughs> so do I. That's that's why I'm a podcaster. But you know, if our capitalist overlords have this vast, fatuous largesse to spend, four million dollars an episode for a sci-fi tv show is 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 a fine use of that unless it's being used for money laundering um is money laundering bad do you think i I, it's kind of value neutral depends who's doing it depends for what for yeah Yeah. i guess you can you can like kidnap people and like do you know human trafficking for money laundering and that's not good no i mean mean, money laundering is what you do after you get the proceeds from that 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 activity um, new sponsor Wayfair.com. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, rough chuckles. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how much I buy. You know, the creative, the management fucking off to, um, you know, basically star fucking Hollywood. Like, hang out with. I buy it. Video I mean, game people no, are I, absolutely. I, I buy them doing do that. that. I don't buy how much it contributed to the oh, game's sure. delay because okay. those people already don't do work. Like, their job is not doing work. Their job is exploiting the work of the people underneath them. Right, yeah. So, like, if the if the lead of the game isn't there, that's going to be, like, 
fairly minor compared to like, oh, we lost all our QA. Yeah, <laughs> and also like they're saying top brass. What does top brass mean here? Does it mean the C-suite? Does it mean like yeah, the actual the C-suite, people? Then... Like God, it might be a value add that they're out of the office. Those yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, um, great. <laughs> anyway, I, for a while, it would be extremely funny if Halo got delayed like this because the studio couldn't stop fucking around in Hollywood. I just it doesn't it sort of doesn't ring right for me. Doesn't pass the smell test for yeah. you. Yeah, and it is only based on one source uh, inside the studio. So well, it, unfortunately, it's funny. So yeah, I yeah. am all in on it. It's true now. Yep. Um, also, uh, in new console news, the PS5 put out this like long like the, this trailer thing. Did you see this online? No. There's a they basically they put out another trailer for the PlayStation 5, but it didn't have a price point in it. Nice. Like we're we're in Bold. late August right now, and they're claiming this thing will launch. Now they're saying holiday. Previously, they've said fall. Now they're saying holiday. Uh, holiday is also impressively vague. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, usually uh, the thing about holiday twenty twenty is that it kind of seeps into twenty twenty one. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. I mean, holiday, all, not even. I mean, even more than other holidays, pandemic holiday is going to be as long as you want it to be. Yeah, but I cannot believe we are seriously at a point where we are. I mean, right now they're looking at maybe launching the consoles up against the election. Like, yeah, that's, like, if you're talking early November for a rollout, like, yeah. that election is going to take up a good three weeks of our time, assuming the state doesn't collapse. I mean, um, it might. And then the then the console is going to be, like, you know, we're all going to want that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, this was also in context of Arcane Studios' game Deathloop getting delayed, which sucks. I love yeah, Arcane Studios. Death and Deathloop looks cool. Yeah. Um... And that was going to be one of their first party. I think Deathloop is a is a first party exclusive. I want to say it's, oh, it's only man. for them. Yeah, I mean that's like that's actually one that would that would move the needle for me a little bit on these consoles. And like that is something oh, it's, that these a, it's consoles... a timed exclusive, is what it is. Okay. Oh great. Um, well, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean that's that as we talked about I think before like that's like yeah. one of those things that truly uh, we are missing in this in this uh, particular generation so far is like any reason to want a console. Yep. Um, I mean, other than I'm worried about missing out. Yeah. I mean, we nebulously have to get them for work um, yep. whenever we scrape the money together. But like for actual, just consumer, consumer ass consumers, um, there's nothing on this that on either platform right now that seems like a must get until early next year. If that, yeah, um, yeah honestly, like, you know, like it, even if you're like just a a massive um, uh, 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 dinosaur game, help me out. Um, uh, Horizon, Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn. Dawn. Horizon okay. Zero Dawn fan. Not like, actually even, a dinosaur game, but they, well, they got kinda. cyber dinosaurs. But even if you're like a huge Horizon fan, like I don't know how you justify buying a console for the next installment. Yeah, maybe, but it just it, it there's not a lot there. No, nope. it just isn't. Um, I mean, and, and the stuff that's there on launch keeps retreating back further and further. Like, I think the mm -hmm. only thing Sony has right now confirmed for launch isn't even HZ, uh, Horizon whatever, Secret California new, or whatever it's new, called. Yeah. Horizon New Experiences, New Horizons. Yeah. What they've got is the Spider-Man PS4 remaster with the additional Miles Morales content. 
Yeah, and which everyone's already disappointed about because it was billed as like it was billed hey, as a new the, game. We got a, a Miles Morales game for you, and then yep. they're like, "Well, you know, what? don't go too heavy on the yeah, that on the, that whole game yeah." Thing. It, well, it, what happened was it went really quickly from a sixty dollar release down to like a thirty dollar DLC, um, really quickly. Um, normal, possibly normal pattern. Cynical people would say it was intended to do that. Um, that it was intended cynical to look people like might say that. Like, How dare they? Intended to look like Sony was going to launch a game. With a, uh, you know, a black a protagonist. Black protagonist. Yeah, uh, yeah as, was... as their launch title. Um, instead, no, it's it's actually just the Spider-Man game with an additional story package. That's funny. Why do you think? Uh, why why would we say Sony's being? Well, you know, they're not. There's no reason for them to be cynical, right? Object permanence. <laughs> we have <laughs> object a... permanence. Some of us do. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. So it's it's. I mean, I don't know. That was just, that was a disappointing news cycle, and uh, every news cycle about the new console seems to be disappointing, except except for the great white hope of uh, the Halo people just uh, spending all their time in Hollywood and not releasing the game everyone wants. That's yeah. very funny, and I hope it's true. Yeah, I mean, if it is true, I expect people will get fired. Um, it seems like uh, if you fuck around and delay... You're basically fucking Microsoft's console release. Like, yep. if you delay Halo from launch, you are messing with people's bag in a serious way. Well, um, and you know what? It's like everyone wins because it's uh, it's like the C-suite. Too. Yeah. Like, it's it's just like the worst people on the thing. So it's like you, you get to enjoy them being fired, too. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Hitman 3 is going to be an Epic Game Store exclusive on the PC. Um, that's a good get by Epic. People will definitely want. I mean, people like myself will yeah. definitely want that. There was also um, I didn't put this in our in our organizing document, but there was a report that they're uh, they are coming off of the multiplayer, uh, the multiplayer, which is like ghost mode, I believe it's called. Interesting. Um, hmm. They're, so they're not doing it, it anymore. Yeah, they they said that uh, it was it was phrased in very. Um, exec speak let's say okay that um let me see if i can find the exact yeah here it is ghost mode won't be featured in hitman 3 and we have made the difficult decision to shut down the ghost mode servers for hitman 2 on mon on monday august 31st 2020 we have learned a hell of a lot from ghost mode over the last two years and we'll be taking all of those learnings on board for what we do in the future with regards to multiplayer um, i love to refer to things as my learnings that is i've been doing non-public facing like editing for companies like copy editing type stuff Mm -hmm. and the number one thing i hate the most about getting to that sphere is that all the marketing people about 10 years ago decided that the word lessons need to be replaced with the word learnings very funny and it's honestly had not seen that before because i'm not involved with that sphere at all and very disappointed it's coming through there from that um that quote from that uh ioi exec um which is what oh that quote that quote yeah, sorry yeah and i was like what, is this some famous quote i don't know no no, no, no. yeah okay, that, okay. that that I that understand. one right there I yeah yeah um I, I i'm just so disappointed as to how it has uh you know infiltrated the boardrooms so to speak. Uh, my learnings yes uh my sweet sweet learnings so uh it's gonna be a timed exclusive on the epic game store um that to the extent that that's an issue, and it is an issue, uh, 
I, st- I, they, I think they've still been kind of unclear about what integration there's going to be between Hitman. You know, obviously Hitman 2 integrated Hitman 1. Right, uh, yes. And I think they've been a bit hazy on how Hitman 3 is going to deal with the previous two games. If it's launching on the Epic Store and only Epic Store, there is not going to be any of that integration. Because the previous Correct, two games, right. is, for most people, is all over on Steam. Um, so that pretty much puts paid to any idea that that sort of stuff was going to be there, at least at launch. Unless, of course, they're going to sell all three of the, try to sell all three of the games on the Epic Store, which I, as hell, that's, yeah, I guess they'll do that. That's an idea. Yeah. I mean, you could also do, you could also do it as, I mean, maybe they will do that because there's like, there is, of course, console releases too that could absolutely do that kind of um, consolidation of the Hitman games because, you know, like you can get all of the Hitman games on PS4. I'm sure you can on PS5. Oh, so why, actually, why would you? I'm, I'm clicking. I clicked on another article, apparently. Uh, I wonder if they checked with Steam about this. <laughs> Players on PC will be able to carry over progression from Hitman 2 on Steam to Hitman 3 on the Epic Games Store. Wow, that's really nice of Steam. You know, there has been, there have been a couple stories about the Epic Game Store reading Steam files on your computer um, hmm. and Steam not liking that very much. Yeah, I can't imagine why. Yeah. Um, seems like seems like maybe that's like a, a concession that Steam would not have to make, and I, I find it strange that they would. Well, I mean, what can they do? The files are on your computer. Like, if, if, the, huh. if, the, if the Epic Game Store wants to go into your uh, app data file and read your, uh, your Steam... Um, uh, folder, whatever, whatever it is in, in profile. I mean, could they challenge? Could they challenge the exclusivity? Could they say like, well, I mean, then the exclusivity is uh, like, I mean, I guess, I guess it's not constitutional. Like or where? <laughs> like, there's yeah, trade courts, there's... but you know, those don't have actual force of law, and you know, there's no real case law in this situation. And frankly, that sounds like more trouble than it's worth. This seems like another instance that Epic will just get away with it. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, it, I, it's hard to really cape too hard for Steam. Um, they do basically rule the world in this very... Well, and someone space. pointed out, like, in the current Epic, Epic and Apple thing, like, yeah, okay, like, Epic is, like, truly, well and truly, like, of course they're evil, just like just like Steam. But, on the other hand, um, what they're proposing in their lawsuit with, vis-a-vis Unreal Engine and... Don't ask me to explain it, but uh, the the use of Unreal Engine for uh, other um, devs mm-hmm. and indie devs is like actually life changing for devs. Yeah, we should like... talk about that. That actually happened also uh, since we last recorded, uh, mm. which is that Fortnite is no longer on the Google Play Store. It is no longer on the Apple Store because uh, no, because uh, Epic Games decided to kick off that fight that no one was has wanted to have with Apple about the uh, draconian and monopolistic practices uh, and, frankly, um, should be downright illegal skimming off the top that uh, they force onto every... What happens is basically you can't make in-app transactions on an app that is in the Apple store without giving Apple a cut. Hmm. Um, And for a long time, Epic Games and Apple have been fighting this with Epic trying to go around it a couple times. Two variable degrees of success because it was always a half measure that didn't really work. So finally, um, last week, Epic said, fuck it, and cut off uh, Apple. They, you know, they stopped paying them. We're done. 
Um, yep. And in retaliation, Apple removed him from the store. And in retaliation for that, Google removed him from the store because basically the same the same principle applied. Google was taking the same cut that Google's Apple just was. getting ahead of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously, Epic Games was prepared for this. They uh, filed a lawsuit against Apple and launched maybe the most, uh, as the kids say, cringe social media campaign about it I've seen in a while. Yeah, absolutely, just full of code. Just, um, I mean, they were making fun of Apple's 1984 um, ad campaign that, against a uh, classic ad, which it isn't of itself as like you know we, we can say it now we're 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 grown uh, as a culture. Um, also cringe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, a, 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 yeah, it works sort of like as pointing out the hypocrisy of whatever. But it, oh god, they still they played it in game. Uh, with yeah. Fortnite characters uh, in the ad. Uh, yeah, was... that guy who you can play as if you don't have skins. I mean, um... I, yeah, I don't think any of us actually know who Fortnite characters are uh, since we are not 16 and um, entirely poisoned for the rest of our lives by being online since we achieved uh, some modal sentience. Um, it's cool, though. Yeah, yeah. That's cool to be. But, yeah, that's uh, that's an ongoing thing that's happening. Um and no one really knows where it's going to end up because Apple is almost certainly in the wrong, but they're also incredibly rich. So it's Apple, the yeah. Law I mean, doesn't apply to them. Like that's just how right. the law works, and uh, especially in, over well, the last especially 30, corporate law years, yeah. Um, so it, it, you know, and you know, as big as Epic is, they're not Apple sized. Um, no. So I mean, taking on Steam and taking on Apple are two big, very different animals. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see where it goes. Um, it'd be cool. I mean, it'd be cool if they broke open the app, the app store a little bit. I mean, especially for, you know, like uh, people like me who want more open apps, but uh, their family uses uh, iPhones, so you can never, ever stop using them. So I'll never use an Android because I don't want to get yelled at. Yep. Um, we <laughs> There are dozens of us. Let's see here. So that's that. Oh, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Came out this People week. are so into it. Uh, everyone's you can go Jeffrey Epstein's everyone is crazy. Oh, yeah, everyone's going to Jeffrey Epstein's island. Uh, everyone's going to Grover House, which I will not explain on the air. Um, Everyone knows what Grover House is. Better. If you don't, just Google it. Yep. Um, I'm not giving you the spelling either, uh, but it's not. H A U S. God damn it, Trev. Uh, but I think my <laughs> favorite one is if you've got the doc, you maybe you've seen this already, uh, Trev. Is this uh, Malaysia Flight 370? YouTube. Oh no! Uh, yeah, click that. Click. <laughs> go into the dock and click that, um, and we'll just watch it together. Okay, great. Uh, and 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 put this put the sound on for you. Just make you know if you need to mute, that's fine, so it doesn't come through on the air. But you need to hear this song. It won't. It won't come through. Okay. Uh, which is cool. All right, that's Buckingham Palace. I don't need that. No, it's it's the last one. It's the the final one in the. Oh great. <laughs> so uh, let me narrate. What Trev is seeing right now is a airliner, uh, Malaysia Airlines Flight 370, emerging fully formed from the ocean in slow motion while um, very serious music is playing. Um, it eventually <laughs> fully gets out of the ocean into the air and then triumphantly takes flight again, reborn like the phoenix. Um, <laughs> 
I don't know what the fuck is wrong with these people. I don't know. I really like that. That so this is uh, Ad Immolations posted this, yeah. and if you don't know Ad Immolations, very good, very good account, good good follow, um, but also very online. Mm-hmm. And uh, Immolations ads. I've seen a lot of very weird things online, and this is completely beyond beyond my comprehension. <laughs> I can only presume the flight simulation community is absolutely oh, yeah, fucked more. in the head. Uh, is the Which, conclusion? Sure. Of that I mean, I, yes. Look, he has presented evidence. That supports that theory. Uh, the evidence is the cockpit you can buy to uh, help you fly in these flight sim games. Yeah. Um, now, these people are being helped along in their psychosis by... Uh, so what the Flight Sim 2020 did is it would be... It, it is the entire world. That is what they what they propose. You have the entire Earth um, right. that you can fly over. Every single part of it has been rendered uh, in real space. So it's, it's, you know, it's one-to-one. Your, your plane is the size a plane would be on the planet Earth. How do you do all this work? Well, you outsource it to AI. Um, okay, with, makes sense. Now, the AI is pretty good. In the continental U.S., for instance, the AI is able to put things like Grover House into the game procedurally and have it look like Grover House. And the reason, which is wild. Which is, and the reason why is because they have access to uh, Google Maps. And the Google Maps phot- uh, photometry or whatever it's called, you know that thing sure. where their their cars drive along every road in America and then just and just record everything for their street level views. Uh, the AI has access to that data, so it can um, interpolate it with the satellite imagery and create you know not a perfect but a rough. Um, and as far as architecture itself goes. Uh, we'll talk about the other edge cases in a bit, but as far as like houses and buildings go, create basically something that looks a lot like you know. Usually, you can find your house in this thing, and it's you know, it's it may not look exactly That's like your fun, house, and sure. it may like for instance, Disney World looks like Disney World, but it looks like the Disney World from the last time the Google cars drove by, if that makes sense. Okay, okay. So it's a couple years out of date. Um, then you get the edge cases. Bridges sometimes don't come out correctly. Um, there is a terrifying obelisk skyscraper in suburban Melbourne that stretches up into infinity, but is only like one house wide. Okay, uh, I love that. Uh, and it's completely unexplained. Uh, the AI can't figure out palm trees, so there are just <laughs> these jagged yes. black obelisks yes. sticking out of the earth, uh, in South Beach. Um, they've, so the UK doesn't have the, the street level, uh, cameras that the U S does and they have to go directly by satellites. So they get the general shape of everything correct, but the textures are all wrong. For instance, uh, Buckingham palace is textured like an office compound. Um, okay. Which I think that it, seems right. Which I think is a great own. Um, yeah, just actually, actually a correct uh, understanding of how it works. Yeah, but so yeah, you know, it, it's one of those things where you, I, I think they get most of the nature stuff correct too, but I assume there's some really funny, weird, bizarre stuff with that. Handing over more and more of our life to AI is going to be similarly freakish and traumatic as we do things like that in the real world, but for stuff like this, all in good fun. Um, yeah, honestly, it's, it's kind of nice to see like a, a truly fun use of this extremely terrifying technology yeah, and as we said before um obviously everyone online is uh driving their planes into tall buildings and going to the pedophile island um, and why not why not 
Stop Stop telling them they can't have fun. Let's, they can have lots of fun. Let's be clear. Every flight sim since September 11th, 2001 has inaugurated its opening day with shithead kids flying planes into tall buildings. And that's, that's right. just going to be how this generation copes forever. Like, it happened in Minecraft, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I'm not sure if the Zoomers are doing it as much, but millennials, anytime they're given control of a plane, oh, yeah. they're going to drive it into a tall building. Some you know where that baby's them, going. Because, you know, their brains, along with everyone else's, were fundamentally broken um, by those terrorist attacks. Uh, American teen, uh, American millennials, obviously. Oh, um, just people should grow a pair. People see all sorts of horrifying things all day. Yeah, yeah. Mine was messed up by Space Ghetto. Uh, Remember that site? No. <laughs> sure you do. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so this is... Uh, I, I don't know. I'm kind of like... I, I think it's cool that there is a, a new flight sim that people are into. Mm -hmm. I think it's a genre that is like... that Much like the truck and train sim. Yeah. Is like people pay lip service to, to thinking is cool and then never actually play. And I think it's neat that there's like actually a series of people online doing this game. Like it's not just people being like, oh yeah, like a... Oh look! If I if I put all the farm simulator stuff in my cart on Steam, look how much it is. <laughs> like, I guess I guess that would make me pretty cool, huh, guys? And like, just kind of dumb jokes. This is like people actually playing the game, which I think is cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, these simulator games have always sort of had that dad game reputation. Oh, and flight sims for yeah. sure. Like that. That's where that's where people buy those, you know, giant setups. Dads. I mean, that's not kids doing it. It's dads. Yeah. Um, and this. Honestly, is is showing us that either the dads are more poisoned than we imagined, or and and that is perfectly possible, um, or that you know something with this scope is at least getting a bit more of a uh, larger buy-in uh, from people. Um, Absolutely bold of you to think that the brain poison people aren't now the dads. That's true. So uh, we've got Trev on here who can attest <laughs> to that. That's right. I get to be a dad, and I uh, think all of this is very funny. Mm -hmm. Funny and laughing. Joker-fied dads. I'm laughing a lot. The Joker-fied I'm Joker-fied. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. Our last um, news episode, I guess, for today. Ooh, blops. 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 Blops is, is back, um, and they seem to have hired Eric Garland to do their writing. Uh, this is they, – they dropped a two-minute teaser, which uh, features real-life uh, – uh, KGB slash like Soviet media services uh, defector Yuri Bezmenov. That is who you'll see if you click this video and listen to this guy talking in stern terms about the coming storm and active measures. Yes, God, he uses the term active measures. This was in the yes. eight, this was in the eighties, yes. early nineties. So it was before the the word active measures have been turned into a joke. Uh, but it is now a joke, and it is now retroactively a joke. Um, so uh, this guy was a KGB defector who basically did what all of these guys do, which is sort of uh, immediately plug the... Uh, well, what they did when they weren't actually anyone of importance, when they were like media guys, which is what this guy was, is they sort of plugged right. themselves right. into the right-wing speaking circuit. Um, sure. and they go around talking for the rest of their lives. Um, and, uh, so this guy gave a fairly famous slash infamous speech. You'll see copious excerpts of in this trailer 
where he talked about um, a coming storm and the way that Soviet intelligence really gets in there and infiltrates and turns you against yourself and your nation over a, court, over a period of 15 to 20 years. Um, and they're going to use it for a video game. Uh, if I had, well, then that's very cool. If I had my guess, my chips, my markers are going down on, uh, we're going to see the villain. Of, see, the, you know, the thing with blops is you can never really tell, um, whether they're just going to be straight up fascist or if they're going to make fun of the fascists, they've sort of gone back right. and forward. I mean, both blops games have been kind of straight up fash. Um, but all three, uh, but all three of the games with campaigns, four sort of half had a campaign, uh, but three was like like a, s- a semi future thing that really did didn't make much sense. Um, was that Kevin Spacey blobs? No, blo- uh, Kevin Spacey was in Advanced Warfare. I want to mm, say Advanced Blobs. Um, call- he was in a Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. He was in the mainline um thing. Uh, his it. his thing was also pretty fast too, but it was like uh, vaguely anti PMC because he was playing uh, uh, not Eric Prince, mm-hmm, um, right? Uh, yeah, no, Blops Blops has never been responsible for something as uh, legendary as uh, Press F to show respects, which is the game that that's from. Uh, is from the Kevin Spacey Call of Duty. Um, Amazing. So, where was I? Yes, okay, so if you go through this trailer, uh, it is pure, like, sensational Russiagate lib brain madness, sort of. Incredible. I'm very pleased to hear um, it. Because we needed a video game that appealed to them. Yeah, and, you know, honestly, kind of surprised they're the first ones to tackle it because they've been, you know, Blops has taken some time off. Like, I thought someone would get in there and kind of really, you know... This seems like it could be, like, a good Medal of Honor game, the the Russiagate stuff. Yeah. Bring back Medal of Honor. Um, anyway, my suspicion is going to be that we get, like, a a guy who's, like, Bernie Sanders, but with the um, some of the stuff filed off, some of the biographical details. Like, I don't think he'll be Jewish. I think they'll make him a Gentile because uh, they don't want to touch that. Um, okay. But I think we'll, we'll get this social democratic senator from Vermont. Um, who uh, is has actually been a KGB asset since he visited uh, Moscow on his honeymoon uh, twenty years ago, sure. and he's seems right. And he's and it, it's up to I don't know Oliver North and Sean Hannity to put together a team of of killers to uh, stop him from destroying the country. Remember the Sean Hannity comic book? Yes, yes, I do. That was it's sort that of was like part that. of that reference. Oliver North was actually in Black Ops too. Oh yeah, Ali North was. Well, it wasn't. No, no, no. It wasn't Ali North. It was uh, G. Gordon Liddy was in his comic books. Yeah, Liddy was in the comic books. North was a consultant on Black Ops One and was physically in Black Ops Two as a heroic character. What a nightmare! Yeah, uh, to be a consultant. So that's the series. Awful. That's sort of where the series' head is at, and. Uh, we shall see what we get. There's a worldwide reveal uh, coming on, I think yes. it's August 26th or so, where I assume we'll get like a full, we'll get some gameplay. We'll, we'll get the rundown, you know. Here's the multiplayer stuff. Here's the single player stuff. Here's the red baiting stuff. All the three pillars of a Black Ops game. I cannot wait to explain to everyone why uh, why I think all the red baiting so good. Yeah, uh, it's going to be fantastic. I mean, I... Here's the thing. I'm going to play it. I'm going to buy it and play it like day one because 
even if it's like pure fascist propaganda, it's at least going like I've played the previous ones. I know how stupid these games get. It's going to be a lot of fun watching them do their propaganda bullshit because half the time well, it really mean, doesn't work. <laughs> it'll just be it'll just be a, a good game experience too. I mean, the Blobs games are are generally fun to play. Uh, yeah, um, I mean they they've they've got some significant work to do to win me back after four. Um, mm. Four was not that great. Okay, um, all right. John, a blops, uh, a blops doubter, a blops doubter. Um, You've heard it here first, folks. I'm googling Call of Duty Black Ops Four because yes, okay, I was correct. The thing that most offended me and made me knew, know that um, it was going to be bad is that they decided to uh, just go with four tally marks, like they like oh. the Roman number three with an additional thing instead of the actual Roman number four. See that's bad. Yeah, like that's just and that and just the thing sucks. is that I was hoping it was my hope that this was to set up Black Ops Five instead of being with a V like everyone else has. It's the four tally marks and then the slash. Like I was hoping that that's cool. what they did, but I believe that this game is does not have a number. It's Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Hmm. No five. So five is still out there. I guess the you know that can still happen. My uh, my hope can still be realized of the of the tally mark five. Uh, I think it's cool that they started a potential franchise of Cold War games. That seems neat. Yeah, like very very like a very plausible and good way of, uh, of it's it's that. a sign of a very healthy society. I think that we have. Yeah, it's normal. <laughs> very normal that we want to relive the Cold War because we don't have an enemy, so we need to create one. Um, anyway, our games. Ah, uh, yeah. So these are fun. Like I, I think our games will make people happy again. Um, I have been playing. Uh, so last week um, I was playing SMT4 for um, for a the patron, book. and now I'm well, yeah, for the book too, I guess. Uh, but also a patron had asked me, so you know mm -hmm. it was killing two birds with one stone. Um, but now I'm playing another game for a patron, and it's great. And I've never played it before, but I know it's like a um, a um, sort of a cult classic, and for good reason, I think. Uh, I am playing uh, the world ends with you Ooh. Um, on on the on the DS. Oh, you you've you've um, got I, a DS to sacrifice I, to this. I pulled off. Yeah, I pulled out my old DS Lite, um, and I am playing. I am playing uh, the world ends with you on it. And yeah, uh, sacrifice is a good way of putting it because the touch screen will never be the same. Uh, but that's okay. It's a really good game. <laughs> Uh, it's a fantastic game. Uh, you can get it emulated, and you can get it on Switch. I've heard that it is not nearly as good on Switch. Um, the remix is not nearly as fun, but um, it's a really good game, and it's a it's a fun it's a, a neat narrative too. It's like a it's very unique, I would say. It, um, so I would I would give it a shot. That's a Tetsuya Nomura joint, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, like the last time his designs were acceptable, at least to the at least to the larger video game community. I've always had a soft spot for infinite belts um mm, yeah no i i like it a lot it, it reminds me a lot of that like brief period of time in video games where like the coolest thing you could do was uh like graffiti mm -hmm. in the middle of in, oh. of the middle of tokyo see I, I i've played a little bit of this i actually have it for the ds as well but i never really got into it does this is this the game where his obsession with big feet started oh is this a big feet game maybe not huge the big big hats oh okay for sure That's what it is. all right because uh, because um, not... everyone knows obviously that the thing about Kingdom Hearts is that uh, everyone's got clown shoes, um, mm -hmm, everyone's right. got them big feet, um, and I was wondering I would if it say came from somewhere else. Yeah, the, there there's a there's body evolution. parts. 
body parts in this are very, very exaggerated. Mm -hmm. Like, big heads, uh, shoulders are like, you know, how did you fit those in a shirt kind of thing going on. You know, th that kind of stuff. But feet, uh, not so much. All right. Well, not everyone's perfect. Not everyone can be a feet guy. But he became one eventually, so he learned. Yeah, he figured it out. Um, he figured out what he wanted. Um, yeah, so good game. Uh, great game. If you have a DS, I would definitely recommend picking it up. Unlike a lot of uh, Square RPGs from this period of time, it is um, actually uh, not too bad to get. It's like the cost of a normal DS game. It's like 30 bucks. Cool. So, you know, you have to pay 30 bucks for a DS game, but I would say it is very much worth it. It is, um, it is the only game I've ever played on the DS that has, like... And this is not... Don't worry. This is by no means a uh, an original insight. Uh, people say this all the time about about uh, the world ends with you, but it is the only game I've ever well, not the only game, but the best game I've played on the DS to actually utilize the DS for what it is. Like it utilizes all of the functions. As we've alluded to before, uh, it gets a little bit rough with it. Um, oh yeah, no, you're like you're const you're like going to town with the stylus. Yeah, um, the stylus is punished. Uh, it, oh, not the stylus. The stylus is punished yeah. too, but the screen. Yeah, that's they, actually wow. what I was gonna say. Uh, they're like the number one um, piece of advice I've heard about this game is you must have an original stylus to play. It, don't try to like spoof the stylus with anything else, because just no. about anything else you're gonna use is going to irreversibly damage that screen. You gotta have yeah yeah yeah, yeah um, absolutely no no that is that is correct. It is um yeah it's really harsh on the screen. <laughs> Because basically the bottom, it's, it's split into two screens. The top screen is run by uh, your, uh, the, the numpad, not the numpad, the, um, the direction pad. Yep. And um, that controls your top person. And basically, like, that's a bunch, that's its own sort of strange mechanic that deals with, like, See, this also sounds like it's hard for left-handed people. Uh, it might be. I think it would be, yeah. Um, but you could probably figure it out. I mean, I, I doubt it's impossible for left-handed people. I I would imagine it's hard for left-handed people in the way that a lot of handheld games are hard for left-handed people. Yeah, I mean, it, it just uh, sounds like I'd have to do the crossover where I've got the right hand underneath the left hand. Yeah, so, yeah. I would think so. But the so like, the, but the the stylus moves the bottom guy, mm -hmm. so he's the one doing all the like uh, attacks on the ground and stuff. The guy at the top or the lady at the top, it depends on who you're playing. Um, I guess I'd say it's sort of like magic kind of and much more matching game stuff. So the mechanics there are much more simplified. Whereas on the bottom, you're moving the guy around, you're slashing with his sword and stuff. And it, yeah, it, it gets a little intense, <laughs> but it's great. It's a really good game. I'm, I'm pleased to be playing it. Cool. 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 Uh, I am also back stuck in the past endlessly. We're living the, uh, the days gone by. Uh, the person who actually asked me to play this game noticed what you were playing and said they thought it was really cool. So nice, you know. Um, you have it's, your uh, there is someone who I, I am actually playing because someone asked who listens to our podcast asked me to play it, so it might actually be the same person. Um, oh, cool! Deranged, getting influencing our behavior like this. It's cool. It's actually sort of like a, a mid '90s thriller. Yeah, um, I am. I reinstalled Alpha Protocol, uh, the two twenty the twenty ten. Uh, Obsidian developed, Sega published, uh, RPG FPS attempt at sort of what the Mass Effect games become became. It was a it's a post Mass Effect one. It was released around the same time as Mass Effect two. Um, it was well in the tradition of those CRPGs that Bioware used to do that both Mass Effect um, and this game came out of. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's a it, it's a game with a very very good reputation. It is a game with a very very good reputation among the people who could tolerate its bullshit. Um, yeah. Okay. Now, that makes sense. That's fair. For like the ten percent of the people who it really clicked with, it is a fantastic. You know, it, it plays fair, and it, one of the things it does above all else is it plays fair. Uh, in the Dragon Age games, in a lot of the, in, even in the later Mass Effect games, especially starting, with, you know, basically starting with Mass Effect Two, um, you essentially you have the the oval plot. Let's say uh, th- there's a sort of plot that these devs have when when it comes to putting these games together, where they realize they can't actually do a branching storyline, correct? Um, because it's just too much content. It's too much work. So you start with a closed point, and you end with a closed point. And the way everyone gets there is different, and that forms the body of the oval. But they start and they close at the same place. Right. Um, yeah. That's. I mean, that's very much. That's very much Mass Effect One. Yeah. Too. Like um. And it, I, honestly, it's it just works really well in Mass Effect. 1. Alpha Protocol is kind of the same, except that it, it was the same in structure. It starts at the same place, it ends at the same place, and you've got three hub worlds, which in this are just locations: uh, Moscow, Rome. Uh, and uh, Hong Kong to go through. Um, Classic worlds. Yeah. Uh, no, Taipei, not Hong Kong. Um, and yes, it uses Taipei because that was the correct dialect, uh, the correct name for it. There's a lot of other stuff in here besides, you know, the, the correct way, thing to call uh, the uh, Republic of China. Um, anyway, you've got your three hub areas. You've got your starting area, your ending area, and how you get there is sort of all up to you. You can go between different safe houses, you can do your thing, you can meet NPCs at different locations. The thing that this was really, because it was a lot like Mass Effect 1 in that you could just do all sorts of crazy shit at each location and the game would just let it happen. Like, um, one of the things in Italy is you have to either save the love interest there or let a, a city block be bombed. And it will let you do <laughs> either of them, uh, because cool. obviously it's not planning for a sequel, um, and sort of, you know, and that was sort of the same as like the 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 Rachni Queen thing from Mass Effect One, where you could either save that queen or kill it, but uh, but a bit right, more yeah. consequential, let's say, like saving an NPC versus blowing up an entire city block. Those are those are a bit you know a, a bit higher stakes. Um, Did you save the Rachni Queen or killed her? I usually saved her. Um, yeah, I saved her. Because the way that that's set up is actually much worse. It's it's not actually a choice. It's a basically are are you a you know are you personally are you a cruel? monster? Yeah, like it's a basically like it's a do you want to execute this person? Check and there are checks like you can actually execute a sixteen year old girl in um, Alpha Protocol. Just shoot and you her. Of in course, the head. do because that's the right thing to do. No, I do not execute the sixteen year old girl. Trev, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, so it's, it's wow. one of these. Terrible, it's one of these terrible ops. It's probably one of Obsidian's best written games outside of uh, Fallout New Vegas. Um, it was a much also like Fallout New Vegas. It was a wreck when it came out, technically. Um, <laughs> and the 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 balance isn't there. Like it's a it's a game where there is a an actual way you're supposed to play it. And the way you're supposed to play it, you're supposed to invest in stealth, in pistols, and the sabotage skill, and that's it. That's all you're supposed to do, because. Okay. All right, so each weapon, there's four weapon types in the game. Pistols, submachine guns, uh, shotguns, and assault rifles. The submachine each has an activated skill that you associate with it, and it's on a cooldown. 
okay. so the submachine gun skill is you, you trigger the skill and you get infinite ammo for a period of time. Just dog shit. Um, you get more ammo than you know what to deal with. Um, not having to reload for a firefight is good, but not great when you can already roll out with like a 40 to 50 round magazine in a submachine gun because it's like, uh, it's yeah, like double well, Uzi's. Um, yeah, why bother, right? And then the next one, the shotgun, is it'll, uh, it like, it pierces armor and knocks people down when you shoot people with it. It's all right. Um, it's, it's great alpha strike good. damage. Um, and that's, I think, also for a period of time. The assault rifle one is it, is it gives you this, it, it, it's also for a period of time, and it gives you this, like, auto lock on that's actually really intrusive and bad. Um, okay. it, it, like it's not implemented in a way that feels good, but it will like drag your cursor to headshots for a certain period of time. The pistol, which I had that in Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, the pistol activated ability freezes time and allows oh, you okay. to Sounds place <laughs> the 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 reticule on th between two to four enemies. Um. In that frozen world, uh, and you, you fire the shots. Cool. So, you, I, I believe that was called Red Dead. Video. Yes, it is like that, and they auto crit. That is before headshot damage, so Incredible. they crit and then they headshot damage. So extremely broken. Is what so you're what saying. I'm saying is that the pistol has a button you can press to eliminate between two to four enemies at will from the mm. screen in a Seems stealth good. game. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and say seems like a good one. In a stealth game in 2010, where the technology hadn't progressed enough for persistent bodies. Oh God! So unless a third, fourth, or fifth person, because uh, as you upgrade it goes from two to four people, you can just erase. Uh, so unless a third, fourth, or fifth person sees the actual shot before the body despawns, because even if the body doesn't despawn, like, there's no noticing the body mechanic, because the body is supposed to despawn. So if the game mm -hmm. bugs out and doesn't despawn the body, because bucking out is something the game does a lot, uh, they, sure. they'll just, like, walk right past it. Uh, but usually what'll happen is if you get a certain distance away or you turn the camera around, the body will just disappear. Um, okay, yeah, sure. What that means is unless those people are watching, like, with their eyes while you do that, those people just die, and no one hears yeah. it. No one sees anything because those skills are completely silent as well. Oh, incredible! Yeah. Um, and as for stealth, there's you know, there's the obvious silent running activated ability, but you get a second activated ability for stealth, and that ability is just a cloaking device. <laughs> and one of stealth seems seems good. And and one of stealth's like passive abilities is that if you get caught you'll automatically activate your cloaking device, but it's not the one that's on your active cooldown. It's just a passive, like, it's called evasion. And you just, you know, you disappear for three to six seconds, so you have time to scramble to cover. So it completely eliminates the the stealth mechanic. Yeah, I mean, it, you become like, it's like, it's sort of like you're the ghost, you're the you're gray fox, you're the ninja assassin. It's like you have digital camouflage or something. Um... Mm. And then there's uh, the sabotage. The reason you get sabotage as your third skill is because it it's the one that makes all those mini games easier. Um, oh, like sure. the lock picking mini game, the hacking mini game. The hacking mini game is kind of a nightmare. 
um, because what you have to do is, um, so you get two lines of code, and those code is basically just a six-character list. That's code, right? Not not code. Code, yes. Um, I mean, we are discussing okay. the American intelligence community, so it could have been either. But this Somewhat is code. Less exciting so you get a you it. get a six uh, character line of code, like two G H nine A six. I hope that's six characters. Um, and you get two of those. One's on your left stick, one's on your right stick. And the the field of the game is like you know the in the Matrix with those that those numbers that are always just streaming by. I do. You get one of those, except in those fields. So the numbers in the digits are always changing. It's like a it's a grid, like a uh, like a 20 by 30 grid. Uh, and those numbers are always changing, except somewhere in there, the two code sequences you have are set, and they're not changing. Um, oh and you have to move your code, using the thumbsticks, you have to move your code pieces over those set pieces in the grid and hit the triggers. So it sounds really easy. Yeah, it's actually, it's I hate it. Uh, mostly because the code pieces move so fucking slowly. Like, you have to deliberately Ugh. press. One, you have to go away from the stick and move to the D-pad. Because if you just hold down on the stick, it's like it moves down one row, then it pauses, then it moves down another row, and you're, you're timed on this, obviously. Oh, what a nightmare. Yeah, so you have to... I use the D-pad on this. Um, and you can only use the D-pad, obviously, for the one on the left. The one on the right, you're just sort of stuck with the thumbstick. on. Um, and... You move them down, and you, you lock them into position, and you have to treat it like a magic eye puzzle, you know, where you, you, you relax <laughs> yeah, you, you your, eyes. your eyes. Well, yeah, what you sure. do is you just you, you unfocus your eyes, just completely unfocus mm -hmm. them so that you're not reading the table. You're reading the movement, and it helps you find the lack of movement on the chart to put these code pieces on. I think the best, the most game designers uh, always say when you want to make a really good game, make one where you have to stop paying attention to the game and uh, distance yourself and zone out mm -hmm. and forget that you're playing a game. It is my uh, least best way. favorite one of these. And ever, like, you know, these mini games have been constant since. What was the first one of these? Like Morrowind? Mar I was going to say. Yeah, the lockpicking game in Morrowind. Um, I guess there was a lockpicking game in Resident Evil 4, wasn't there? I think Morrowind was before Resident Evil 4, wasn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, oh, I, I actually, I'm absolutely certain it was before, because Morrowind was my high school addiction, and Resident Evil 4 was my college addiction. Um, well, there you go. But yeah, the, uh, it, 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 there is a lockpicking minigame in this one, and it is also not great, because it's based on <sighs> the pressure of the triggers... Like you have to have a controller Ooh, with pressure trigger, oh, and you have, and, and somehow this is the least, the less intrusive mini game of them all. Yeah, that that sounds awful. Uh, so yeah, I will not miss. That's why you get sabotage. It makes those all easier. Um, and then there's the shout out to the martial arts skill. There's no reason to increase the martial arts skill particularly. I mean, you can. It lets you do more moves and lets you do more damage. But the basic martial arts combo. Like his karate chop routine stunlocks enemies, so it doesn't matter if it gets more damaging. If you yeah, if you get them, if you get them, if you get them to buy into the game of you slapping them over and over again, it doesn't really matter how long it takes because if you're you know if you're in one of these martial arts fights, it's probably because everybody else has been shot in the head. Um, right. Yeah. 
that's great. I love I love the I love the idea of like well you'd you'd improve this skill because you just want to stop this martial arts <laughs> fight a little faster. Yeah. Uh, no, but I I've talked a lot of shit about it, but I really do love the game, uh, all of its faults and all, and it's kind of sad that they never really got a shot to go uh, back to it. The rights I think are still held by Sega, which doesn't give a shit about it. Obsidian obviously has been bought by Microsoft at this point, uh, and has a lot of other stuff on its table. Um, so we'll probably never see another Alpha Protocol. Um, I would not be shocked if we didn't. <laughs> um, but it is really just a fantastic game from that moment. Uh, mm. One that never really got the payoff that the Mass Effect series did in a weird, like, separate branch of where that went. Hmm. All right, well, um, I'm going to have to try it at some point. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm intrigued by your description. Not the description of the minigames, but you know what? Uh, everything has its warts. Yep. All right, John. Well, uh, see you again next week when there's uh, even more news. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have to assume. Let's hope. I mean, I need, we do. This need was some a funny. I, honestly, this was a good week. This was fun. Yeah, this was a funny week. Uh, lots of I, airplanes I, crashing into things. Just the the best. There was material. there was a bit of the old pre-pandemic feel to to the news this week. Yeah. Um, where you know I could enjoy myself. Um, not that I don't enjoy myself talking to you, but the we idea talk the about some shit. Not, yeah, and it's not always like fun. No, uh, to even even to talk about the non like traumatic stuff, it's like, oh, man, like, do we really have to talk about something being delayed again? And it's not anyone's fault. It's just that's the news, man. Yep, the news. But, but the news now is a little more fun. Uh, I choose to believe every rumor that is embarrassing uh, as a coping mechanism. Uh, so, John, thank you for being here. Uh, people follow John at uh, John Bernhard um and at twitter and uh at twitter on twitter mm -hmm. and uh also uh you write a goon yep just finished your review of ghost recon a game uh ghost recon breakpoint a game i liked so little that i decided not to talk about it this week huh goodness uh all right well i won't even ask you to tell me tell us about that a uh, bad game yep all right cool well uh i'll talk to you again next week have a good uh, have a good game my friend see you trevor good night good night